so when did this did this just get posted this afternoon like uh yeah yesterday or this like last night this morning sometime around then and like i just saw it and it was like oh tucker carlson made racist like terrible comments like misogynistic and whatever uh year like years ago and i was like yeah no shit he's still doing it now and then it, then like an hour ago i actually like listened to a little bit of it and it was like oh it was to bubba the love sponges show <laughs> oh bubba the love sponge was huge when i was a kid i i mean he was he was I mean, one of he's the Howard still Stern. huge now if you know what i'm talking yeah. about <laughs> uh, <laughs> take care he was of yourself like a, he bubba. was like a howard stern hanger on right for the longest time no yeah, i think he was an I... opie and anthony hanger on oh opie yeah, okay okay I was gonna say he's had a long enough career that he's tried both because he's always been sort of out of the the bigger scene in radio. I mean, he's in Tampa, so obviously he'd always be a little bit out of it. Look, he's a media giant. He got he's a man that got so horny that he killed Gawker. So if if he also <laughs> ends up if he also ends up killing Tucker Carlson's career, I mean, a dynamic person in history. At least one <laughs> of these bits is Bubba and Hulk Hogan talking about uh, Bubba choking out his girlfriend with Tucker Carlson just kind of cheering them on. Wait, Hogan is in this clip? In one of them. Like, he, it, it, there's a whole bunch of different things. No, oh no, no. God. Tucker Carlson was calling this show constantly. He was a very constant caller to this thing. <laughs> oh, that was that was back in the Crossfire days, right? Yeah, this is like, two, this is like 2010, 2011, so yeah. Oh, he was a young man. He hardly knew yeah. wrong from right back then. <laughs> <laughs> He was when, only 34, 35. When he said, you know, it's actually hottest to women debate club. You debate a woman, yes. it turns them on. And the more you debate, the hornier they get. That's a man that hasn't quite learned things yet. Yeah, there's That's another a, great one where he's just uh, arguing for the elimination of rape shield laws. Like, you should, like, we're famous. Our names are out there. Like, why, why should you be shielded if you accuse some powerful man of rape? People been living high on the rape shield law for too long. <laughs> yeah, like, an, like another great one. You can't rape sex workers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tucker Carlson's a real fantastic piece of shit. I mean, no, I knew that. I thought he leaned more into the racist than the uh, although I guess his oh, uh, his old character used to be a little more of the libertarian style. So it yeah. makes sense that he's cool with uh, he's down with pedophilia. Oh, excuse me. Epiphilia. No, no, he... Uh, pronounce it right. Give it the respect it's due. Uh, if, Epibophilia? If you, I actually can't pronounce that word. Like the febophilia, I think. What? Weird flex, but okay. Rob, you try. <laughs> you try. Nah, I'm good. I can't, imagine, I can't imagine that coming up in my life, so I'm just going to continue living. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, that's no, that's I, not going to come up in like a spelling bee or on like a word of the day <laughs> calendar. And if it does, that's going to make me rethink my purchase. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I, actually, I, don't, I honestly don't know how to say that word. Epip, epip. I think it's a febophilia. I think. <laughs> okay, so just... So, so we'll, we'll cut that at the epiphilia. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, let me spell. just... Let me explain something to the, to the listener very briefly. Come aside. Um... <laughs> See, so uh, there wasn't an episode uh, last week because I have mental illness. And so about 10 minutes in, uh, I ran out of serotonin, which meant that uh, Brett and John would go off on these riffs, you know, like, hey, man, it's about comrades helping comrades, you know, and under socialism. What if you had an app where you could help comrades bust? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> it called comrades and you use to lose points. And I would yes and by saying fucking no, Brett. That's the sort of atomization that got us to the neoliberal hellscape, you fucking idiot. And then there would be a long pause, and somebody would try to bring up the Electoral College, and I'd be like, it's funny how we know the towers the rich people live in, and not one terminally ill millennial has ever done anything. I didn't say that. I said something like that. But that's the sort of thing that, that when you think about it, is a good reason to not release a pod. So right now, for context, I'm trying so hard to yes and, but you have to give me something other than age of consent laws and the rape shield law. Do you under I'm trying so hard here. All right, how about when he how about when Tucker Carlson talked about how much nope. he wanted to fuck Look, Sarah Palin? No, no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna open up Twitter and just see what's going on here. <laughs>
everyone. Welcome back to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. You can follow the show Twitter at Dumb Awful Show. And we also have a Discord channel you can waste your life in. Uh, we'll link that up in the show notes. Uh, this is uh, John uh, at Cali underscore TFF. And this is Rob at Dumb and Awful. Nice energy there. Sorry, I just got... I just got distracted by looking at, I was looking at the day's news and developing takes for it. No and worries. that, that right there, that drop off in energy, the sound of one spirit leaving the corporeal form. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what prompted that. I was just looking at Trump signs Bibles, uh, on, on the list of stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that people were posting them and then you realized he was just signing the covers like they were comic books or something. I'm sure everyone has this frequently and people talk about this all the time. But this was one of those moments where I actually stood back and marveled at how absurd and just utterly incomprehensible our current situation is. I mean, this this particular moment when a caddy, semi-literate, amoral conman billionaire who somehow president went to visit disaster survivors in Alabama the disaster relief that he brought these poor people was his presence. And honestly, they were fucking ecstatic about it. Yeah, And, and so that's a step down from uh, in Puerto Rico when he was actually hucking paper towels to people. <laughs> I just I just really love that he was signing the covers of them. Because, like, it, it's crazy because you have to imagine he's signed thousands of copies of his own books, right? Like, definitely, there's no way he hasn't. And do you think he wrote over his face? No fucking way. He opened the book and signed on the inside. Like a not Ooh. crazy person. That's giving him a lot of credit. So the problem here is uh, his book signing etiquette. <laughs> no, I'm just saying is that I think and, and at this And not the point, fact that he's signing a Bible. I'll tell you what, if it was a Quran, you'd be upset. energy right there. John, if it was know, a Quran, saying, you'd, be, I, you'd be livid. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying his tapioca brain has to be just degrading so far at this point. What if, go with me here, it's not tapioca brain. He's actually a major biblical scholar and fan of it. So he's signing out of appreciation. Like, what the media doesn't report is he was like, folks, the Essenes, they're obsessed with purity, but their hygiene practices, it means they're bathing in literal shit. It's disgusting. Would never have them in a Judeo-Roman provisional government. <laughs> Look, everyone in the Second Temple period, we agree. They're not, folks, they're no good. They're no good. Uh, uh, have a cuck emphasis on the cuck, folks. <laughs> Lamentations, talk to my wife, am I right? You like numbers. Four twenty sixty nine. <laughs> Salms. I'll tell you what. One time I met Salman Rushdie dressed like an absolute slob. Everyone agrees. <laughs> That's my Trump mock in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> That's your Trump merging into Rodney Dangerfield. Folks, the Thessalonians. Huh? I knew a Thessalonian girl. We called her in a G and ten. That's a more fun character. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, Dangerfield makes everything fun. It's his right. charm. Yeah, so Trump sucks. Uh, what else? <laughs> so, no, no, no. But at the, at the same point that he was signing these Bibles, more and more pictures are coming out of him and everyone he's ever interacted with standing next to the Chinese woman who was running that slave uh, rub and tug shop right near Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Li Yang, uh, where, where Robert Kraft, the owner of my favorite football team, the New England Patriots, uh, just went to go get like $69 hand jobs uh, from a nice. middle-aged lady. <laughs> first of all, like, first of all, just shout out to China's MSS, just as usual, killing the espionage game. Just <laughs> night after night, this is the level of play you see. It's a lunch pail performance every time. They get better every time you look. Th I mean, think about like, like when you look at the Russian troll farm jobs, it's always like the dumbest bullshit imaginable. And China, on the other hand, is fucking opening up these absolutely picture-perfect locations, stocking these places with exactly what these, what these like, pathetic billionaires want, and just putting it a half mile away from Mar-a-Lago and where all these billionaires live. It's, in, it's incredible. Yeah, like, I, I'm generally in favor of being able to run a, a rub-and-tug, who cares, massages are legal, Sex works fine, unionized, etc. It's just funny that this woman is clearly in bed with the MSS and has photos with every single conservative in the White House. Every one of them. She's got a picture with her and Janine Pirro. 
So this one was, this is the second sex slave, sex ring scandal Trump has been directly involved in, and both of which have been right out of uh, Florida and right near Fort Lauderdale. It is funny that there's like QAnon people that are learning advanced like postgraduate mathematics to crack the, the code of Hillary and sex slaves. Meanwhile, like Trump and all of his buddies are just posed outside the Lolita Express and nothing. They, they can't figure it out. They're like, hmm. We're going to find the traffickers eventually. <laughs> Sooner or later, we'll find one of them. What about this? Uh... I'm going to get a Millennium Prize before I find them, but I will. <laughs> this is one of my several Fields medals I earned en route to proving that actually Obama was the real predator. Uh, they're starting to circle back on it, though, because they really want to bust Bill Clinton, and Bill Clinton definitely... Good, do it. Yeah, allegedly, do it. allegedly yeah, was involved with Epstein stuff, and it's like, there you go. So if Bill Clinton's involved with Epstein, then who else? The the guy who got Epstein off is now literally like the Secretary of Labor, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a direct reward. It's the easiest mystery ever. <laughs> it's like watching the new Sherlock. It's Moriarty. He's behind all of it. Like, how hard could it be? It's, it's made for idiots. How can you not figure this out? <laughs> it's like it's like read any any single. Alan Dershowitz tweet, and you can kind of crack this case. No, I'm not going to start reading Alan Dershowitz tweets. I know what oh that. God. I know that's what this is about. <laughs> you keep recommending them to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's really funny though. Check it out. <laughs> I just, I just love his accuse me, accuse me of uh, doing these terrible things, so I can sue you. And then, like, it's just thousands of people accusing him. <laughs> By the way, this whole. Uh, Li Yang being associated with the Chinese uh, intelligence agencies. Wink. I want to say it was one of the first few episodes we did. We talked about how um, different countries have different methods of influence on American politics. Uh, and that one was mostly about how the Russians have decided they don't need to do anything, which was, you know, alarming and incredibly suspicious. But the Chinese, the whole thing was they said, it's not that they send government officials. They get business people who are already in the circles of whatever politician they want to influence, and then they work through them. And it turns out that business person is Li Yang, a woman who owns a uh, sex I presume, slave. I presume she owns a chain of these places. Like, oh, cool. She's because I mean, she <laughs> tons was donating, of sex rings. Yeah, well, she was donating tons of money to all of these politicians as well. Apparently, it's awesome. This is the second time this has happened. The same thing happened with uh, Maria Butina too, right? Where she was when she got busted, they were like, "Ooh." She's got pictures with every single conservative under the sun. <laughs> Noticing a pattern here, guys. Yeah. I love the uh, the the picture with Gorka. Like, imagine just getting so far down the list of getting pictures with everyone that you hit up Sebastian Gorka. Just having to listen to Seb Gorka bust. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, flow through like the Turk through Constantinople. <laughs> Speaking of needing to up your espionage <laughs> game, uh, apparently Russia has inceptioned itself by not doing enough intel because you can just tell them anything now and Trump's so insane that they'll believe it. This was in like the Washington Post. Apparently Bolton, who the worry is like, uh-oh, will he exercise undue control in there? Yeah, no, he absolutely will. Apparently he went to the secret Helsinki meeting with Putin and was just riffing because he knew that anything he said would sound like they, why would they doubt him? Like on any given day, Trump has some sort of nuts thing to say. So he just told Putin that uh, the U.S. is staying in Syria until Iran is entirely out. And that became and foreign policy. That's incredible. And there's no, of course, there's no transcriptions. So Bolton is just sitting up there like, yeah, no, uh, we were in the room with Putin. And it was really weird because they both had this really long aside where they were praising the virility and stamina of men with lustrous mustaches. I was shocked. I, I didn't expect that sort of conversation. But, you know, it, it was great. And then they jointly agreed that colonialism is super dope and that only a true visionary like John Bolton could uh, lead us into another war in Iran. <laughs> I didn't read this bit. You two aren't fucking with me, right? Like this no. is it like no. an actual article that I did I just glossed over. No, we we this is absolutely real. It was some uh cool. post story about how you can just wing it cuz Trump's not paying attention, which like we knew, but the fact that you've got a sociopath like John Bolton doing it now, it's it's not good. I mean, yeah, it could turns. be good. We could have one like well-placed comrade at like a DC area McDonald's. 
And all of a sudden, Sweden is greater Poland. <laughs> Gatekeeper of the Baltic, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, John, what was this? What was, what's going on with this local strike that, in your neighborhood? Okay. So, I don't know how common this is everywhere, but in uh, the Massachusetts and New England area, a lot of the supermarket workers are actually unionized. Sick. I don't know if this is true in Florida or Colorado or wherever. In Florida, no, if you take a bathroom break, they kill you and your first one. <laughs> Just so that the genetic memory doesn't get passed down. But yeah, the, the other, th uh, but basically the, the contract ran out and management's trying to get a bunch of concessions from them. And so uh, the Stop and Shop uh, Workers Union, which is a local grocery chain, is actually. Uh, authorized to strike last week and now all the individual regions are voting on it uh but yeah they're it basically passed. just trying to yes it passed and they're probably actually i don't know if they started striking yet but they're they're going to be striking soon and it's over like it's over all the normal shit like there's actually some small pensions they actually have still uh they this is the last state where you get paid time and a half on sunday uh, and some other things that management's trying to take away. So they're striking. Hell yeah. Sick. Are yeah, no, it's great. Like I, I shop there all the time. It's, it's a very nice restaurant, a very nice supermarket. Brett, do you have something on that? No, I just loved hearing about it. Cause yeah. I had no idea what this was that, that, I mean, you and I grew up in Florida. There's no such thing as well unions in general, but definitely not for supermarkets. Yeah. It, John, I'm glad you brought that up. It reminds me if, if you're looking for the most exciting thing in socialism, then uh, New York Mag uh, instantly drives by the mountains of red state organizing and teacher strikes and commie gun clubs straight to Mission Dolores on Fourth Avenue and Park Slope, where a guy named Sean is reporting from the same book launch party he was gonna be at that night anyway. Socialism's in, buddy. New York Mag's got it. <laughs> so this was disgusting to me because it was approaching socialism as what is the new. Uh, socially interesting thing happening in new york right like what is the new hip crowd doing which is the most nauseating take and there's actually an aside in here i don't even need to look at this article because i remember it vividly where the author stops to be like you know what so many of these people went to brown it's like it's an alumni club i just want to fucking gag yeah like, i can't believe i didn't find any hard work and unionized uh pipe fitters at fucking kgb bar in the east village on a tuesday night where is the white working class here this is just so it's such a lazy journalism too like this is one of the things i hate about the new york focus is it's really easy to be like i'm not supposed to do an article on this thing i'll just wander around and see what bar i can go to, to talk to somebody or i should talk to anybody outside of the city yeah seriously you have fucking like 20 different teacher strikes you could cover and write great articles on and it's yeah and instead they're not like fucking leaving their basements like come on this is the second or third article about uh sean McElwee specifically in the last like four months i'm, I'm glad he's making socialism popular and i really enjoy his his social media presence and the shit he hammers on about but like good lord these are nauseating articles Look, I mean, in fairness, uh, this is how NY Mag covers everything. That's true. L literally everything. So, you know. Fair. It, it, I, if, fair. I guess I don't spend a lot of time reading NY Mag. I don't know. That that uh, Matrix thing's pretty cool where it's like highbrow, lowbrow. And it's like uh, Janelle Monet, highbrow, Ryan Reynolds, lowbrow, but but cool. Anyway, uh, three three guys talking about sexism and racism on a podcast. We take you live to Bushwick. <laughs> i mean i guess Speak, speaking of how about that ilhan omar huh well I, okay before we before we go to that i do want to say like this does kind of tie into something that i've seen uh people whining about in dsa recently there, there More like was DSL, like dsl am i right yeah because it's the fastest internet speed oh, of 2002 <laughs> fuck cable modems you got to share that shit with the whole grid me i'm just on my solo dsl cruising usa idiots See you in the sub fifty pin club team fortress too. Yeah. Well, all right. So so anyway, in like Tennessee, the local DSA chapter, one of the group one of the groups of people were putting together something where they were just people getting together and just teaching each other sewing. 
and some of the typical like tanky crowd was got upset about it because oh this is like the best you can do is just like fucking sit around hanging out hanging out doing bullshit like this instead of any real work and it's like no hang, like it's like the new york shit hang out with your friends do shit but that's not everything just fucking enjoy your life a little bit god damn tankies are cool but if, if you're at like the west tennessee dsa tanky caucus and you're mad at people teaching <laughs> sewing because like they won't get on board you're like outfitted jeep wrangler that your uncle loaned you for the weekend like relax you're not exactly rolling <laughs> tanks through chattanooga anytime soon are you <laughs> uh, i've lived there those streets will not support it yeah that's all now we can go to ilhan i just wanted to say hey you know what fucking like socialism and means have social have a community do do shit with people who enjoy like-minded shit not it it means parking my subaru on top lookout mountain and waving the Anprim flag until I die, or I'm asked to leave yet again. <laughs> there is this interesting thing going on now where now that socialism is getting more and more popular, a lot of, let's call them the, the early adopters, uh, are acting like socialist hipsters. Like, uh, you know, if you weren't socialist before Trump became president, get the fuck out of here. It's like, you know, the entire end goal of this ideology is that you have all of the regular people on your side, not just all the cool people who showed up four years ago, you know, just enough to make sure nothing fucking gets done. Not, not the point of this, but your gatekeeping is appreciated. Yeah. I was in Florida the other day and I watched a man eat a Twix bar without opening the wrapper. You got to have those guys in the Vanguard too. All right. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the whole point of socialism. If you were going to do a small group, you're going to get crushed by the small group with all the fucking money, which is the group we're trying to stop. In case you're curious, uh, like Endamame, like he pinched the Twix pods into his mouth and they slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> He's living his best life. All right, what else? What else occurred? You um, want to talk about Elhan? I mean. I kind of like the dog thing too. Which dog? Just thing? while we're talking about that, oh, just the, the fact people? that like the average beagle is doing more praxis than like online leftists. <laughs> I I have enjoyed all of the animals are killing people articles lately. Yeah, but can I you did, explain that? There's just been. I assume it's because I'm looking for them because I they always make me laugh uh, and pretend that it's it's an eco-socialist cause. Bro, we all see... have RSS alerts for crawdad kills man. You know, it doesn't come through much. <laughs> But when it does, oh boy, do you feast. Crawdad alligators, hell yeah. Any of the, the Florida creepy crawlies. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining how, how a crawdad would pull that off now. Yeah, fucking with gumption. We used to be about that in this country. <laughs> there, there was an article about how more old people are getting injured from walking their dogs and that was it that was a whole thrust of the article they, they got into the details and it was basically like old people are brittle walking dogs is kind of dangerous for them but millennials they're the weak ones yeah i love i love to see just an old second amendment prepper you know with like an ar-15 on his back just getting inevitably owned by a lab mix that he still has to take <laughs> out just guilt in the last of his resolve or leading to his death as his lab pulls a little too hard on the leash. <laughs> it's the same Fox News dude posting angry responses on Facebook that are like, son, you better watch your language because if you don't, you're going to get a war and you guys are going to lose. And then he goes outside to walk his six-month-old Aussie and she pulls a little too hard on the leash and he falls and breaks his hip. And the Aussie did praxis. Uh, nice try, soy boys. Trips over pug. Uh, cracks head on sidewalk, dead. <laughs> just if, tweeting look, at AOC, you're not going to take away my cows. Listen, if we get the pugs, we've, we've got everything. Credit to these revolutionary dogs, because it's, you know, it's not as easy as you'd think. Otherwise, Steve Scalise would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Is <laughs> the sort of thing that would get your podcast unable to be released <laughs> again not to do a callback but that's the sort of thing we're not talking about <laughs> that's the sort of example of crossing the line that we do not 
we do not uh, condone here. We 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 endorse. We don't look, endorse. Look, it's an exaggerated hypothetical. We should obviously work to widen dialogue with others rather than acting on the tantalizing knowledge that a fucking Irish setter can figure it out. You dipshits. <laughs> that would be misplaced energy, and we condemn that. Instead, we spend our time on much more worthwhile pursuits like Arby's is looking for a waifu art. I love I love the fact that you said waifu because it means that you you're still somewhat pure. <laughs> All right. So I John I is that John's music? No, I could feel the I, lines. One, you know how when people dash in anime, the lines come off them? I could feel the lines <laughs> flying off John okay, as he left to correct me. Look, you can't stop even now. Every second is held young. That this shit is for kids. I don't I try to stay away from this. I don't want to hear people talking about waifus. Thank you. I was going to say more. I stay I away from this stuff. Don't... I was going to say some stuff, though. No, I was going to say I don't fucking follow any brands on Twitter. I only know about this when other people are complaining about brands on Twitter. All right. Me, me so... think the poster does protest too much. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, all this story is Arby's posted what appears to be a very young anime girl. Um, and that was it. The premise was like, hey, draw it. Ha ha. Isn't it funny that guys will draw and wank to clear depictions of prepubescent girls? Isn't that funny? You know that meme? She looks like a ketchup packet. Yeah, well, the canon says she's a 10,000-year-old tree spirit, so get over it, John. <laughs> this is the actual right. joke they were doing. Um, cool. Yeah, that, that's really all there is to that. All right. There's, there's some okay art in here. Oh, buddy, okay. Buddy, this ain't uh, it. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, it's got Look, the little... It wasn't uh, going to be the top down. reply. You have to scroll. Yeah, I had to, I had to scroll down like like three times, and then I'm going to close the tab now. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Part, there's a part in the Twitter comment thread where it says, Look over your shoulder now. And below <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of posting um Alyssa milano i guess pulled a cuomo uh does someone want to contextualize what that means or have the actual tweet yeah i'll read them both side by side so you can see so Alyssa milano put up this post the other day i'm trans i'm a person of color i'm an immigrant i'm a lesbian i'm a gay man i'm the disabled i'm everything and so are you kirk she's responding to one kirk brown don't be afraid of what you don't know or understand. No one wants to hurt you. We're all just looking for our happily ever after. And this was because Kirk asked her if she was transgender. And when Rob says she's pulling a Cuomo, Cuomo once said, as a New Yorker, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Jew. I am black. I'm gay. I'm a woman seeking to control her body. We are one New York. Folks, you love to see it. it look. <laughs> It's it's the Icarus of woke takes, you know. So many have tried, but it's it's You're truly too earlier close. About peak liberalism. <laughs> yeah, that that is it. This is the the mantling of divinity of liberalism, where you become so woke that you actually are other classes of people. Like you, you're such an ally that you become gay. That is what Cuomo has done. And you know what's so great about that is because he's become gay and he understands all of our stories, there's no need to ever vote him out of power. Look, he's he's already everything, so let we can just stick with the white guy. Yeah. Why? There's no need to vote in a gay man or a black woman or anything like that. Cuomo is all of those things. Look, I get, I do get what they're trying to do. They're trying to like bridge the gap and like, you know, say that that some degree of intersectionality is massively important and we need to listen to other people's experiences. And like you get, you get the, the good faith liberal identity politics drive undergirding this. And like on some level, I appreciate that on some level, like that's me. Like when I introduced myself to John originally, I said, John, I'm Rob, but also I am Baka. I am Chibi. I do my fan service <laughs> in a Gakuran. I'm both Kawhi and Sundare. I'm a magical girl that loves Pocky in my bento box, but John, mostly I am your friend. And I like to think that brought us together. Dude, <laughs> it worked. My heart melted immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, okay, I, so I pull up the Liz Milano tweet, and it, 
she's just replying to so like some like random right wing shithead who's accusing her of having a penis is what I'm taking from this. I couldn't tell if it was that. Honestly, I didn't dig because it just is such a, an absurd tweet on its face. Oh, that's what it I was. Mean, she said, my transgender sisters, I'm celebrating you this National Woman's Day. And some reply guy was like, Alyssa, are you transgender? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that his Twitter handle is mancode1972. And his, <laughs> and his bio says, father, code inspector, former army officer, romantic southern gentleman, all around great guy. Rules lover. Speaking of liberal identity uh, in the whole id poll thing, Washington Post put up this article uh, where they basically proved that white people have no black friends. And they've got numbers <laughs> to back this one up. So let me, let me read you the quote, and you don't even need to bother with the article. Quote, in a 100-friend scenario, the average white person has 91 white friends. I love a friend scenario. One of my favorite scenarios <laughs> to imagine. <laughs> Joke's on you, Washington Post. None of us have 100 friends. But in this, or, so the average white person is 91 white friends, one each of black, Latino, Asian, mixed race, and other races, and three friends of unknown race. I keep asking them, and <laughs> they keep shimmering magically. <laughs> They fade in and out of existence every time I turn and look directly at them. It's like Tannis Half-Elven. You can't really place him. Um, and it goes on. I place him in the pantheon of heroes, sir. <laughs> Dragonlance, Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman. Check it out. It's good shit. You know Diaz will make a lot more sense. That and, you know, read about sexual harassment, I guess. Uh, so the quote continues. The average black person, on the other hand, has 83 black friends, eight white friends, two Latino friends, zero Asian friends. Three mixed race friends, one other race friend, and four friends of unknown race. That's tough Asians, but they had to make the line somewhere. <laughs> but I appreciate that the white people went, let's full up on all the white friends we can, and then let me get literally a token one each. each. A token each so that I can now claim I'm not racist. Now I know what I am to you two. Huh. <laughs> Look, has my posting been optimized since meeting John? Yes. But that's like having a bard <laughs> in the party. It's valuable to get that buff. Everyone appreciates it. <laughs> I like that it's like, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's bit about how like white people didn't believe in police brutality until Newsweek yeah. did a report in the 90s. They were like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that this is just for the 538 crowd where it's like, hey, you know, you don't have a lot of friends other than white people. And they're like, eh, whatever. But if you go like, hi, I'm Galen Druk. They're like, yes, this chart, <laughs> this chart's your black friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is there a live event I can buy tickets to? <laughs> I also kind of love the idea of thinking that if these people had one black friend, that that black friend would be responsible for filling them in on all of these, on all of like the police brutality. That's the worst <laughs> role to be in. It's it's actually just the same black friend. It's all Obama. Yeah, that oh, that kind of does. That actually, yeah, ooh. The, the way that <laughs> the way that most people look at politicians like they're their imaginary best friend. That probably is. 538 probably gave them a pass if you said Obama there. That's like the, the cheat code. That's the up, I, down, left, right, AC start of this poll. All right. I, I will you were allowed to Bernie, say Obama. That Bernie Sanders is my one old Jewish friend. I, I will admit that. This is how I know you didn't live in Florida, that you have one, only one <laughs> old Jewish friend. I, I, like, I just like the unicorn riot leaked Identity Europa's Discord and private yes. information and docs people, which... Yeah, uh, I guess I should probably le like like give a little background on this because no one really cares or because it's not like like the fucking right wing groups really get reported anywhere. You just probably know about the Proud Boys because they're that's they're that fucking sad. But uh, Identity Europa is basically like the college Republican version of them. Uh, they had a significant hand in organizing. Uh, the Charlottesville Unite the Right, I don't know, riot, <laughs> would yeah. you call it? E event? Uh, and, and yeah, basically they tried to put out a uh, a presentable front while being the same uh, incredibly racist, terrible Nazi dickheads uh, in private. And uh, Unicorn Riot, which does uh, fantastic reporting, I really recommend following them, I really recommend donating to them, they're great. Uh, got a hold of their Discord uh, server history 
and uh, reported it, and they and a bunch of other uh, uh, left-wing uh, Antifa people are going through and doxing as many of these uh, pieces of shit as they can. So it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that Discord servers are, are not particularly secure. And that's why we'd like to invite you to our Discord to talk about things <laughs> that will definitely never get you tracked by the FBI. Damn, a plug that good. I guess Charlottesville was worth it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and the follow-up to this is that at the, the next day, Unicorn Riot then put up that... Uh, identity europa was actually having their annual or their like a little like conference thing i can't say annual they've been around since 20 fucking 16 uh they were having a conference in kentucky uh, result the result of which is identity europa uh disbanded uh disbanded and uh reformed under their new name uh american uh, i forget what the actual name is it, it, the acronym is aim the same thing as the Marvel villains and everyone just calls them the American incel movement now. Powerful developments for them, huh? Yeah, they're doing great. Look, this story is great. I just didn't read it because at some point I got the line that said they had uh, obtained, quote, Identity Europa's Slack workplaces. No, no. <laughs> They're Slack workspaces, which, my God, the banality of evil, huh? I'm not, I can't read slack logs from other people, and especially not Nazis. Well, I will say most of the time when when these Nazis have been getting doxxed since Charlottesville, uh, it turns out that these guys work in like pizza places or like uh, like you know garage mechanics or whatever, and we we still get them fired because fuck them, and I hope they all die. But uh, it turns out that with this one, there was uh, there's been so far there's been a guy who works at Boeing. There's been other people who work for military contractors. There've been a few people. There's one guy who was uh, trying to get into the Air Force, et cetera, et cetera. There there are people who I am shocked you know, to discover military members, yeah. or contractors would be at all interested <laughs> in fascist ideology or, me yeah. or mechanics, racist. My <laughs> God, I mean. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I like my mechanic to be a little bit racist, you know? Just so you know he gets the job done. Like, if I'm going to drop off the Volkswagen and be like, hey, are Albanians white? And just hear him out. <laughs> I want to know that I'm oh. in good hands. <laughs> but anyway, I just fully recommend read up on Unicorn Riot. They're great. Follow them. Read their shit. It's good stuff. Speaking of shitty American military stories... There was one from Trump this week where he's trying to make other countries pick up the bill for having U.S. troops stationed in their country, plus pay an extra 50% for the privilege. So that would mean every single base in Germany and Japan and Turkey, too many places to list, would charge the country for us having troops stationed in your backyard and then add a 50% premium on top of that. And uh, <laughs> That actually, that, that rules. It's it's incredible because this is probably the best way I've seen uh, or the best idea I've ever heard for getting troops out of those countries because as someone stationed abroad for a little while, um, one of the fun things you discover really quickly is the local townspeople always hate you no matter where you go because the military presence is fucking toxic. Like one, you have a foreign military stationed in your town, but it's just a sea of 18 and 19 year olds who are kept on to such a tight leash most of the time that when they go, when they get free, they go fucking crazy. Uh, the local politicians in Okinawa routinely um, campaign on the back of get the Marines out of Japan because the Marines constantly create issues in Okinawa. Uh, they've had a few Marines rape local girls. They've had a few Marines right. kill local people. Like people don't fucking like the troop station and any country. By the way, that applies to America too. Any single small town that you're stationed by fucking hates you. Like, yeah, it's not. And that's that's their own troops. Imagine if like France just had yeah. a naval base in fucking Saint Augustine, Florida, and there were just f young French idiots running into your town constantly. Yeah, close the bases. Good. Make everyone happy. Yeah, that one's fantastic. I I think that'll probably, if if the Japanese prime minister wasn't so full on board trying to kiss Trump's ass, I, I think that would go a lot quicker, but we'll see.
I love this. I, I support my commander. Yeah, in no, chief this here. is this is fantastic. This is a great plan. I love it. Just keep asking for more and just flail off more allies as our empire fails. We're, I mean, we're the global currency issuer and we're making countries pick up real estate bills. So just hell yeah, deal maker in chief. <laughs> Let's do it, buddy. It's just Foreign a policy up galaxy shakedown. brain. <laughs> it, the, right now, the main way we manage to stay in a lot of these places is because they give a ton of jobs to locals. So they try to be a net positive economic impact in the community. So that, that way they can convince, they can basically bribe local community leaders to keep them there. And this happens, there was a town in Italy that was by uh, one of the like 10 bases there. It was in Northern Italy that tried to boycott uh, all the military troops and they didn't want anybody to sell to them. They didn't want anybody to interact with them anymore. So the base commander just shut the base down, just locked everybody down. Nobody was allowed to go into the local town for like two weeks. And it created such a massive drop in business for the community. They managed to get the community back on their, I'm not gonna say on their side, but they managed to get the community to drop the boycott. Like that's the, that's the relationship we have. I'm U.S. foreign and military policy. I am a messy bitch that lives for drama, and I will not be going to your town anymore. So. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about every brothel shutting down, but yeesh. <laughs> But I mean, that's the situation. Now imagine if it's economically painful for them to be there. You got nothing. There's no leg to stand on. So I fully support this policy. This is one of the, the truly great Trump policies. I'm just picturing like America shutting down these bases and then reopening new ones. Like Taiwan would open up a base at that point for sure. Fucking do it. Let's do it, Taiwan. That would be The awesome. one true China. <laughs> <laughs> The, the U.S. Chinese relations aren't enough of a mess already. Let's get let's really crank this one up. Oh, by the way, random fun fact: most of our bases in Italy and Germany are just old fascist bases. They're either old Nazi bases or they're oh, of old. Course. Now they're yeah. new fascist bases, if you ask me. I was I was going for a run once when I was in Germany, and I there's like random military buildings that have been abandoned all over the place, and there was this bunker with just Nazi. Uh, insignia stamped on it just like overgrown in the woods it was terrifying wow uh, uh what, what cool fucking deplatforming yet again <laughs> yeah thanks tolerant left <laughs> shit works all right speaking of uh your domestic and foreign policy being garbage um Woo! ilhan omar hates america and that's cool <laughs> oh, god damn this story <laughs> Which on which like which left. one? She's had like ten in the last two weeks. The the one where they claimed she was anti-Semitic because she quoted a rap song at uh, and claimed APAC had undue influence, and then APAC used its undue influence to get her castigated. Or then when she said uh, that they, she said something about loyalty, and everybody assumed that she was referencing another anti-Semitic trope about dual loyalties. Is oh. it those, or is it everything that happened afterwards? The entire Democratic Party, the cowards that they were, decided that they were going to put out a resolution condemning anti-Semitism, and then the best thing possible happened. Pretty much every progressive revolted, and they were forced to just put out some toothless bullshit about condemning all hate. And then got 25 or so Republicans to vote against that, <laughs> which was, which was, you know, that was pretty great. But it was, it was such a, like a, a great, pure, the Democrats are cowards sort of plot. Oh line, yeah. Right. Where they're like, you know, we're going to come out strong uh, because all of the influence peddlers are telling us that it's really important to take a stand on this Israel issue. Nobody's actually calling our, our, our offices outside of these few groups, but that's okay. We're going to take a hard stand on this. Ooh, shit, people are yelling at us. Maybe let's well, yeah. tone it down. Well, it, it is absolutely terrible how many Democrats lined up to to attack Ilhan. But it is very good to remember that the Democrats are incredibly easy to defeat. <laughs> like, they just fold at the drop of a hat. So <laughs> it was kind of nice to just be able to just shit all over them. It was a very entertaining series of events. Although, clearly, it was one of those where, like, the week started and you go, fuck, the Democrats are still garbage. And then there was enough people in the party revolting that they just dropped the thread, which was nice. Aha, good news. They're feckless garbage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they are. I mean, they uh, are hundred percent. Yeah. I, I was going to say it was more, it was nice to see that there were other people besides Ilhan willing to support her. Well, I like how Bernie even just like took a look at it and went, Oh, okay. And then put out a, a massive statement in support of her. And I was like, Oh yeah, good. Finally. So like, no and then the minute he did, every other candidate for 2020 yeah. rushed. They were like, oh, Bernie did it first. Now I'm clear because I can just blame him. It's just it's it's amazing that in 2019 with like President Hamburger, which I still don't know what that means. I'm not going to figure it out that people can still do this performative thing where if you criticize the nation's politics, you hate their people. It's just we're, we're still going to go through that ballroom dance congressionally every single time someone brings up a critique of Israel. Like, it, Israel sucks. Their government sucks. They're far right. They suck about as much as every other country's politics in that region. Uh, it's all real bad. Real bad and reactionary. Except the Kurds. The, there are special boys. A magical, <laughs> magical special people that can do no wrong. And they're going to get killed by NATO, almost certainly. So... Yeah, so this has been Middle East chat. <laughs> make sure you support the Kurds, but make sure you use the right three-letter acronym. That'll be very important. <laughs> uh, don't ask me why; just figure it out. Oh, uh, I mean, so I, I gotta ask of so the Democrats at least backed off because for, for uh, in surrender. But how do you feel about all the various like kind of never Trumper guys? Uh, go uh, still going at uh, going hard at Ilhan still. You know, uh, support for Israel used to be a bipartisan thing. Forgets about how the Republicans invited Netanyahu to give a speech to just their side mm -hmm. of Congress. And Tulsi yep. Gabbard. Oh yeah, I'm not making that up. She was at that one. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring a little bit of aloha to the West Bank. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of them, the the Meghan McCain. Uh, the crying breakdown on the view. No, I refuse if, to talk about her. No, I, I don't, I, for both. Well, well, can we just talk? Can we just fuck, talk about the fuck, the fuck any fucking second or third generation spawn of a shitty capitalist that I'm forced to constantly interact with purely by the accident of their birth? Like, I just no. like to point out that Hillary Clinton or no, uh, what's her name, Chelsea Clinton, being mad at the Cumtown boys. And, yes. <laughs> and Eli pissing off Meghan McCain. We really have reached an odd synthesis of media. That's what I wanted to get to is Eli Valley's absolutely beautiful uh, cartoon at uh, mocking Meghan McCain was, it was just perfect. And just the absolute, like, just like, like bedwetting, just pissing pissing off of those people was that in the response to that is head and beautiful like her calling it uh incredibly anti-semitic <laughs> for those uh, who don't know eli valley is uh the son of a rabbi and a pretty famous jewish comic uh artist yeah he uh to give a idea of his political inclinations he drew uh, a bunch of art for the uh the chapo uh book <laughs> Yeah, I think he does Diaspora Boy, too. He's like a yes. Jewish cultural... Jewish critic. Currents, I believe, is the magazine or the, the website he uh, does, he works for as well. So but he, yeah, he... You're good. Yeah, no, he has uh, did fantastic work and uh, basically drew her just weeping openly uh, as a... I mean, she's not Jewish. She's a evangelical and just over... Uh, over her putting a star of David on herself, uh, while what with like copies of like Yentl and other like uh, Je Jewish shit white people uh, like get into. Honestly, the Megan McCain kind of pseudo claiming Jewish identity there to me isn't that far removed from the previous like. Cuomo, uh, Alyssa Milana doing right. the whole like I'm all these people like it is it's pretty fucking close. I am a daughter. Right, right. I am Jewish. I am the spawn of one of the worst pilots in Southern Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> and I am too, Megan. I am too. <laughs> oh, thank you. But the Ilhan saga has been incredible. I, it, it's been interesting to see that 
for all that I thought that the people on the domestic side were driving the establishment crazy, turns out there are few things that piss the establishment off more than criticizing their really ridiculous and suspicious foreign alliances. Or just how in bad faith that their uh, their arguments are or their beliefs are like what they like the the attacks they they aim at her and uh in defense of israel is in hilarious contrast to how they treat muslims or or black people or hispanic people in the u.s it's like just it, it's fucking comical to point out the hypocrisy yeah no no absolutely everything about this is absurd but it's to me it is nice to know maybe nice isn't the right word it is reassuring to know that there is one bipartisan point of uh agreement left in this country and it's anything that helps out the military industrial complex yeah (laughs) so it's pretty much you can make fun of any country and its people that you want so long as it's not saudi arabia or israel China's totally fair game. I gotta say, if you're the Chinese, how fucking, or not even the Chinese, if you're the French or the British and you've been our allies forever and you see the way the people, the politicians in this country fall all over themselves to praise Israel and Saudi Arabia, you just gotta be sick. Where you're like, what, what the fuck do we have to do here? Buy like a hundred billion dollars in weapon systems every half year. Yeah. A couple more Trident missiles. You could be at the luncheon, huh? <laughs> get it together united kingdom because if you don't by the way southern ireland's the first to yeah. get a new trident <laughs> fucking i was gonna say you want to be careful you don't know what those what the fuck those scottish people are doing vote leave it's time for the iron dome glasgow edition <laughs> the bottle bounces right off it i i unironically support that just people in Edinburgh throwing whiskey bottles in the air and being picked off by Saudi-made missiles. <laughs> <laughs> we support our Scottish brothers. Solidarity. Um, you know, uh, foreign policy can be a lot of fun sometimes, but, you know, golden showers, I guess. <laughs> but sometimes it's- foreign policy takes a weird disturbing turn can we go back to banality of evil because i don't want my fascist memeing i know we do that in america but latin america has so much revolutionary leftist history i thought you were actually going to say you would prefer banality of evil versus just the anal of evil because this was a guy peeing on another dude while he rubbed his asshole is that was that wordplay do you just attempt wordplay Attempts, yes. Don't ever... So wait, that joke, <laughs> let's deconstruct it, was... That, so let me explain why that's a visual no. joke. Because you took the word banality, and you realized if you remove the B, it says anality, which sounds like the worst Mortal Kombat fatality, but we'll <laughs> leave that for a second. Then you thought, I know it doesn't quite sound right if you drop it, but I'm going to do it, assuming people will imagine the letters in their head, remove it in their consciousness while I'm talking, and then go, fuck yeah, you've done it again, Brett. Huge laugh, standing ovation. Like and subscribe. (laughs) So he tweeted this like right before he announced that he was going to the White House, right? It was was more galling before I heard anality of evil. (laughs) Now, comparatively, to just it's shift like, away okay. from that, but no. no. <laughs> now let's let's stay with anality of evil. Let's give this another three minutes. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry we haven't <laughs> given. Uh, uh, what's a golden shower? I'm the president. The seriousness it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Support policy is serious stuff. Do you think there's like a golden shower forum somewhere or like subreddit that's like? All right. Absolutely. Critical support for Bolsonaro. I don't always agree with his <laughs> politics, but, you know, it's nice to see yourself represented. There's a whole kink community that just became Brazilian fascist fans. Like, it's like a lower version of the Albert Hall Hitler as one ball thing. Do you know about that? No. Yeah. So, like, this is like a World War II ditty where Hitler apparently did only have one ball. And uh, so troops would rhyme that with it's buried in Albert Hall. And 
I don't know. It just made me think of an online community of dudes with one dude with uh, one ball <laughs> being like, <laughs> okay, we got very limited uh, representatives to choose from. So <laughs> this Hitler guy, I would agree with none of it, to be clear, don't agree with anything, but it's just nice to see yourself on TV, you know? <laughs> Two choices are Hitler and Johnny Knoxville, I guess? <laughs> Damn. You know what? When you put it that way, do you think that caused a schism in the one ball community? <laughs> Where it's like, if you were really just supporting Hitler because the one ball thing, you'd have no problem converting to Johnny now. And people are defensive. Like, I'm not a Nazi. I have one ball. I just think we should stick to the current path. <laughs> the, the national conference is canceled. It's like it's a big schism between the people who were genetically had an had an issue where that developed and the people who lost lost it through some sort of uh, accident. Look, the, the fact that world leaders are now just memeing about golden showers, that like former Iranian leaders are just like tweeting at Chapo, that, tr that <laughs> Trump can't get through a day without, you know, signing a Bible. At least our descent into hell is interesting, you know? Yeah, it's definitely the end stage of whatever the fuck it is. There's not there's not two steps after this where you're like, oh, everything's great now. No. I just, I want to get to the point where the, the finance czar is just tweeting about how he never got his Fiesta cat. Let's just go down, let's go down the rabbit hole. Well, we have, we have most of the world leaders. Now we need every head of every important corporation and every respected business person. Which I'm pretty sure is Howard Schultz's music. Oh, I'm so, uh, he's so good. I'm so glad yeah, he's yeah. around. He's he's such a he's such a better Bloomberg. He I, went to South by Southwest so that he hell could yeah be, he did hell so yeah. that he could so that he could bomb in front of an audience, just over and over and over again. Like like what was he he was just saying shit like oh I don't think like I don't think the Green Deal's realistic. We need like actual like realistic uh like plans and just dead silence. Guys, you know, when, when you want something, sometimes you got to pay for it. So, like, for example, I see you uh, dipping Molly. You're going to pay for it with your serotonin, and the budget is no different. Hold for applause. He actually, All right. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just giving you some of that Schultz love. <laughs> he actually went out of his way to, to be like, oh, oh, you guys didn't like that. It, Some, it, sometimes an entitlement program, much like a Vampire Weekend riff, can go on a little too long, and that's when you have to cut it. Oh, I'll, here's where all right, he started. Guys, to... I'll move to my next one. <laughs> yeah, he started to lose the crowd with the. Uh, someone said, "Can you define socialism?" And he went Venezuela, and it was just dead silence and a few scattered boos and groans. And he was like, "Oh, you you, you don't like that." <laughs> in fairness that is the sort of answer i would give on like a ninth grade history test define socialism <laughs> oh fuck um venezuela i it's funny in comparison to i had a friend who was there don't don't ask and they uh went to see aoc showed up an hour early and the line was basically across the entire conference hall and uh she barely got into the overflow room <laughs> You know, it's it's such a bummer that, you know, it started as a sort of festival with integrity where you could just go get hammered and see <laughs> some 41 on the main stage. Now it's, it's just catering to politician du jours and you can't even get in the overflow room. Whatever happened to, to South it. by Southwest, you hate to see it. I, I'm sorry. Every part of this Schultz speech is so good. He he got to the point uh, where they were talking about Democrats use the donkey and Republicans use the elephant as their symbols. So the interviewer asked Schultz what his spirit animal is. Obviously, we don't support the whole spirit animal thing because that is uh, insensitive. But all right, question, so far so good. The question was asked, and he made the mistake of <laughs> this is a ways in totally misreading the crowd and being like, you know what? I'm going to go to the crowd for suggestions, and so oh. people just start screaming at him, and someone yelled at him, the unicorn. Uh, and the whole audience laughed at him. And then he got a question about, uh, do you have to tell, do you have people in your life who tell you, Howard, don't do this. You're embarrassing yourself as the crowd laughs again. So it, it really, it was a hell of a speech and a hell of a, a set by Schultz. I, I think my favorite part of that was he then goes, don't ever let anyone tell you what you can't accomplish. 
while in between uh, answering questions with what we absolutely cannot accomplish. All right, guys, come on in. Let's put your hand in. Let's get together. Expect less on three. Ready? Expect less. One, <laughs> two, three. I notice you didn't say anything. All right. My time here is up. Kids, just That's remember good. when you grow up, you can be anything that you want. Oh, awesome. Could I, could I grow up in president? <laughs> Fuck you, little plebeian. It's only for us rich people. I know we've got to the more inspirational stuff, but just so we don't leave this two-spirit thing behind, uh, I would be the bear from the Robin Hood animated series who's, who's Little John, you know, the one with the dynamic sexual energy. Anyway, you guys are done. I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just like five people in the back are like, all right. It's like, we're, right. Not doing for, we're not doing fursonas. I know Chapo has done fursonas. We are not fucking doing fursonas. No, we would do gym sonas, <laughs> if anything. Is that it? Wait, is that everything? We're at, okay, we've got like a decent time. If, you, if you've been listening this far, like, you've, you've got a decent bit of content. Oh, um, the, oh, the guy who made chiptunes for Fiad trolled John Potteritz so hard that he threatened to call both the mods and the cops. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, I loved that. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring him up with the. Uh, yeah, I, I I I went too far with the 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 Megan McCain stuff, but yeah. So how do you say his name? Yes, that was yes. the other thing. I was that's to... what that's what the View producers say every day, John. We went too far with the Megan McCain stuff. We gave her <laughs> oh, a job. I thought you were saying who the fuck is John Padoritz? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you? Yeah, how do you? Say, I mean, look, I don't uh, know why the views people are saying that, but I understand. <laughs> I mean, it's as hard to pronounce as a febophilia, apparently. John Podhortz is actually. I didn't know who he was until he got his the treat boy of Chapo, who gets described constantly for his just garbage takes. But he, oh, is that him? Yes. Is that? Oh, he's treat boy. Yes, that's oh, John. Oh, so okay. So the treat boy got upset with Elhan Omar. Uh, and said she should come and say these things to his face, right? Decided to act tough, and he got trolled, and someone was like, cool, put your location services on. <laughs> Leon, who is, like, the kindest, sweetest, like, guy on Twitter. Uh, so he immediately uh, called the mods and, and threatened to call the police for uh, targeted harassment. Treat boy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy literally yeah, threatened someone once by going, you want to fight with me? That'll be four hits. You hit me, and I hit 911. Enjoy jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. He did that. That's so in character for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> holy shit. There's nothing redeeming oh. about that piece of shit. You messed with the wrong legacy admit. John Podoritz is here. <laughs> it's really funny because that's the exact same shit the Nazis do at every fucking rally. Oh my god. They're just trying to it, it, get people to attack them because they know the cops will fucking arrest the, the Antifa people, not them. Fuck. Look, rules have always worked out well for him, so yeah. he likes sticking to it, and he likes calling the manager when you don't. So if some third-tier poster that used to riff about Corsair's pool and Fiad wants to call him a dork, <laughs> you better get ready for the SWAT team, buddy. <laughs> High speed, low drag, I am calling an adult. Way to keep the Fiad spirit alive, though. Yeah, wow. It's, I, didn't it's so this... FYID... I didn't even know he was a Fiad poster. 90% of current media is former Fiad posters. This is my prediction. The year 2200... People are going to look at the Fiat posters as like the way they look at Rothschilds now. <laughs> Where they're like, there's a weird sort of mysticism and resentment, but you know, maybe they do control everything. <laughs> look, we're just, we're just, we're just asking questions here on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> Damn. It's, those Fre it's like those, lit those French literary clubs before the revolution. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, part of me wants to pretend to know what the fuck that means. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> what are French literary clubs before the revolution? Oh, no, they, there was a, they were the, okay, before the French revolution, uh, the one of the things that got really popular were reads, which were short journals that were published constantly. They were just basic, they were basically the equivalent of magazines, except produced by small groups of people. And the literary groups that formed around them formed a lot of the theological basis of uh, the Though the minds that went to the revolution, never mind. <laughs> mm, yes, it do be like that. It'd be a lot like that. 
<laughs> we're we're just too dumb to get John's historical references. No, I, I'm I'm with them. When people are like, "Yo, John Porter," fuck. <laughs> when, <laughs> when people are like, just call him Treat Boy. I I, I think this was what when, Chapel when John Podoritz uh, this fucking tweet about how seamless was late was mocked by that guy from hell dump who said he also has weird glasses that was much like Sartre and camus classic literary tiff about the nature of god and existentialism for sure right john <laughs> you got it <laughs> i i appreciate the attempt at trying to class it up john i i i guess i'll just go back to anime waifu stuff can <laughs> we get back to this i guess <laughs> there we go John Podoritz was actually on his way to writing a really trenchant critique of American foreign policy, but then, then his dummy thick ass clapped too hard and he got distracted. Wait, he's not the he's not the technical guy, right? What's that? Oh no, no, that oh no, uh, I'm thinking of Kurt. Kurt Eichenwald. Yeah. Mind, Although you know, uh, who's to say who is and isn't the tentacle guy? That's not a decision for me to make. That's a decision everyone makes for themselves, and I support that. I see you, I'm listening, and I believe you, tentacle guy. Simultaneous sigh means it's time to go. All right, enjoy your content, swine. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to come on to Discord, yell at us, or talk to me about my weight issues. Thanks Play so. games with me, I'm so lonely. That's all I have.